Okay, wow. Whew. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 14 of Branded the Podcast. I wasn't sure when those words were going to come out of my mouth officially again. Um, to be quite honest with you guys, I have sat down numerous times to record this podcast over the past couple of months and I just haven't been thrilled with what I've been talking about. Um, I felt like a little bit of imposter syndrome, I guess. Like, am I even supposed to be doing this anymore? Um, are people even listening? Obviously, I can go and see how many people listen to every single episode. So I knew people were still listening, but I just felt like I didn't really have anything insightful to say. I didn't really have anything useful to bring to the table for you guys in that every single episode that I kind of pieced together, whether I had sat down and recorded for two hours or five minutes, it just wasn't right. And so I kept deleting and deleting and deleting. And I thought about podcasting every single day. Daniel even made a comment to me the other day, like, oh, you still have a podcast (laughs) because it's literally been months. Um, I could come on here and I could apologize to you guys and give you guys all the ex- all the excuses as to why I haven't put out an episode after I just sat there in episode 13 and was like, I finally feel like I'm back on track and I'm going to start putting out weekly episodes. Um, obviously, I did not hold up my end of the deal, um, so I do apologize for that, but I just want to kind of take the time in this episode to kind of walk you guys through where I'm at mentally, uh, emotionally, physically where I've been, what's been going on, and just kind of play catch up and then hopefully give you guys an idea of where this is going next. So yesterday I actually sat down to record this podcast and I was sitting there and I was talking about like what was on my heart, what was on my mind, um, where I'm kind of at and decided to step away from it for another 24 hours and give myself some time to like actually really piece myself together and lay out what I wanted to talk about because I feel like I had taken such a big break from it that I didn't even really know how to piece together my thoughts. But yesterday when I was talking and recording, um, I said something about how I really missed the podcast because I felt like it was like a consistency in my life. It was a place, like an outlet for me to like show my true colors, um, talk about different things. And then actually um, Hannah Beth from Call Me Cowboy podcast had tagged me in my latest episode that I put out months and months ago um, because I did talk about her Philly L and I went back and I listened to that episode and I was listening to myself talk and I was like that's not me and then I was like you know what I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go listen to more episodes like more previous episodes and I'm honestly not the biggest fan of listening to myself talk because I don't know if anybody else has this like in their brain but when I hear myself talk out loud like while I'm talking out loud to you guys I sound one way but then when I listen to myself on a recording I sound completely different and it's kind of scary it's like the first time you ever hear your voice on video you're like ew turn that off like I don't like listening to myself talk but I just went back and listened to some other episodes and some of them I was like you know what that really is me but then there were other ones where I was like that's not me at all and like I wasn't in a healthy mindset when I sat down to record that I'm not you know, the type of person that just, like, goes on social media and goes out into the universe and, like, calls people out on stuff. I'm not this negative energy person, um, but I think back to the times in my life, like, whenever I was recording those episodes and, like, the things that I was going through behind the scenes that I didn't talk about on the podcast because I wasn't being fully transparent with you guys, and 
I go back and listen to those and I just cringe because I'm like, wow, like, who is she? Why is she so angry? Like, why is she so judgy? Because it really is not, like, a true reflection of who I am at my core. Um, I mean, my parents might have something different to say. But, I mean, I am, I am a very forward person, but not to strangers. Like, I'm forward to Daniel. I'm forward to my close friends. I'm forward to my family members. Like, I keep it real. But at the same time, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm talking about people who get to hide behind a phone screen, like, posting on social media. But, like, I'm literally hiding behind a microphone. Like, I can say whatever I want, and you guys can choose to listen to it or not listen to it, but, like, it's not me. You know what I mean? And I feel like as much as I enjoyed podcasting and talking about, like, real shit, I also wasn't really being my true self while I was doing it. And so, and I was letting my emotions, like, get the best of me from whatever I was dealing with behind the scenes, like I said. So, I don't want to say that. I necessarily am proud of the previous episodes that I've put out because when I went back and listened to them, not all of them fall within like that category of like, that's who I want people to think I am. And that's who I want to be for people. So I stopped recording yesterday, sat here and I was like, I can do one of two things. I can be really real about everything about me and show my true colors, show what I'm going through right now. Or I can continue on this path of like being who I want people to think that I am. And I feel like a lot of us hit these different stages in our lives when we have that option, those two paths that we can go down. And maybe it's every single day for some people. Maybe you're an influencer and you post all the time and you get to make that choice every single time you hit that post button. Or maybe, you know, you're getting into a new hobby or you're meeting new people or you just move to a new place and it's like a fresh start and you you get to be whoever in the world you want to be and I feel like as humans we're challenged with that option really really often honestly too often if if I'm giving my honest opinion on it and I know that this doesn't just apply to me and this podcast or me and how I portray myself on social media it's it applies to everyday life it applies to every single time I introduce myself to someone new it applies to every single time I have an interaction with a family member or an acquaintance or a friend or whatever like I get an opportunity to portray myself in a certain way and so that's why I decided to take 24 hours before I sat down and tried to record this again because I made that decision that I was going to go the transparent route and I was going to be honest and like actually deep dive with you guys for once because I feel like I've never truly done that and I've never truly like opened up but the whole point of this podcast was for me to document my life and document my journey and not necessarily do this for everyone else to listen and you know not doing it for the benefit of other people necessarily but doing it for myself so that I can go back and listen to these things and honestly it seems like it worked because I went back and listened to them as much as I can't stand listening to my own voice and I'm like who is she? <laughs> I don't know her. Um, and I honestly wish that I would have taken the time to play back my episodes before I released them because then I could have sat there and been like, whoa, not me, not me at all. But I didn't. I just hit the post button and that was how I portrayed myself to the world. And so if this is your 14th episode listening to me talk or if this is your very first episode listening to me talk, hi, my name's Lexi. <laughs> And I hope you guys can bear with me through this. And maybe I'll say something that's relatable for y'all. Maybe this will give you some insight into who I really am. Um, But we'll just see how this thing goes. Okay, so I know I've already said this once, but 
it's obviously very clear that I dropped the ball on podcasting over the past couple of months. And for those of you who don't know, or maybe you already know this, I did start a new job in March. And let me preface this by saying that I absolutely love my job. I love what I'm doing. I love the industry that I'm working in. I love the connections that I've been able to make because of my job. But in order to be successful, especially in those first few months, um, I had to drop the ball on something. And if we're being really honest with each other, I dropped the ball on a lot because I threw myself into this job um, like any (laughs) hardworking person would. I'm so humble, I know. Um, But, you know, I really like wanted to go all in on this job. And I feel like I've done some really amazing things that I would love to fill you guys in on. But this isn't what this episode is about. Um, I promise I will talk to you guys about all things work at some point. But today is not that day. But obviously, you know, I wanted to be really good at what I was doing. And when I decide that I'm going to do something, I do it 135%. Like it's not a, oh, let's dip our toe in the water and let's see how it goes. It's like I am cannonballing into that water and (laughs) it's sink or swim time. (laughs) So that's what I did. And that's what I do with everything. So it's no surprise really to the people that know me that, you know, something took a backseat. And it's unfortunate that the podcast was what took a backseat. But let's be honest, I don't make money off of doing this. Um, I don't have a lot of extra time to do it. So when it came down to free time, I was wanting to spend it, you know, enjoying my horses, enjoying time with friends and family and just relaxing. That's what I wanted to do with my free time. And so that's really and truly why this took such a backseat and when I put out the last episode that I put out a couple months ago I thought that I had finally kind of gotten to that point in time where I could have that like work personal life balance again and I could juggle multiple things and then like the next week rolls around so much quicker than it typically would because it's like oh hooray it's the weekend let's enjoy the weekend and then it's like oh wow it's Monday (laughs) and it's time to get back to work and then you work all day And then it's like, oh, man, I put out a podcast last week. I got to record something. And then it's like, I don't really want to. (laughs) So um, I thought I was to that time period where I could, uh, like, acclimate my life back to having all of these, all my hands, like, all of my hands in all these different baskets. And, like, I have 30 hands. Um, That's what my brain thinks. I think that I can do multiple things all at once and I can juggle it and I can do it and and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And then, poof, it's gone. The same thing kind of happened with like when I started painting, like started painting because of COVID, you know, everybody's work life kind of got thrown a, like thrown a curveball and, you know, we had a lot more free time. We couldn't go out and do anything. Um, a lot of people were stuck at home. I was like, oh, I'm going to start a painting business. I love painting. It's so relaxing. I would stay up all night painting. And then I kind of got here to the ranch and I was like oh I can still paint I can still paint and then it was like no you can't (laughs) you got 15 horses at your place like you cannot paint you need to go outside you need clean stalls and then it was like I threw myself into that and then kind of had my hand over here in the painting pot and then had my other hands over here in the horse pot and then it was just like all over the place and then same thing with this podcast you know I wasn't working like full-time so I could sit there and like oh what do I want to do next what do I really want okay I really want to start a podcast okay let's do it throw myself into that and then life changes again. And then it's like, all right, reel it in. So like now my painting website doesn't even exist. This podcast didn't even exist for a couple of months. And that's just how I am. But then I started to realize like the mental toll, having to drop the ball on all of those things that I loved was taking on me because then I'm like sitting there like, 
dang, I really want to go ride my horse so I can show this year. I really want to paint so that I can sell paintings to my friends. I really want to podcast because I love like interacting with people through the podcast. And then it was like, you can't do all of this. Like, see, like there's not enough hours in the day. Cause I also really want to get good sleep. And I also really want to hang out with my family and my friends and my boyfriend and, you know, just have time to myself. Like there are all these things, all of these things that I really want to do. And like, you can't have everything. And so then I had to like regroup mentally to be like, okay, what is important to me right now at this stage of life? What is important to me? And obviously top of the list is making sure that I'm financially stable and making sure that I can, you know, continue to be financially stable for the rest of my life, whether that means I, you know, go back into just working with horses or I keep this job until I'm 80 years old. But, you know, I knew that focusing on my job was really important. And then it was like, okay, now what's next? So horses went from being everything to me in my whole life and my, you know, 24 seven thing to now it's a hobby again. It's not my job. So it was like, okay, well, I don't want to lose horses. So we got to, you know, we got to stick with that. And then obviously, you know, family, super important to me. That just has a funny way of making time for itself. I don't really know how. It's just kind of like my mom tricks me into coming for family dinners and stuff. But then I saw like other things in my life that I was kind of like dropping the ball on. Like Daniel and I, I like up until recently, like we started doing it now because we had the realization that we needed to be better about it. But like we stopped going on dates. Like we used to go to the movies. We used to go out to dinner. We used to go out for drinks. We used to go hang out with friends. We used to go do fun stuff. We stopped doing that all together. And then it was like, whoa, we need to start dating each other again because we're kind of turning into roommates and that's not fun. So, you know, but there were just like different things that kept coming up that I was like, all right, I got to fix this. I got to fix that. You know, this is, this is what, this is important to me. This is what I'm going to prioritize. And so it's taken me longer than I anticipated starting this new job to kind of get everything worked back out. So I know that was like a long-winded you know, reason for why this podcast took a back seat. But also, you know, there were things that were happening in between that it was just like one roadblock after another, after another, after another. And I feel like as people, we have this really weird thing that we do, which is like, we wake up every morning and we have this expectation that every day is going to be perfect. Like, you know, or we say to ourselves, like, when this happens, then this can happen. I think I've talked about this before. I'm sure I have because I say it all the time to people, you know, in person. But, like, I used to be really, really bad after I graduated college about riding my horses. I used to say, like, oh, when my horses are on under the same property roof as me again, I'll start riding again every day. And so I worked and worked and worked and worked and Daniel worked and worked and worked and worked until we could get this place and make that happen. And then lo and behold, we move in and I do not ride every single day. Or, you know, I used to say like when, or not used to say, but like one of my things more recently has been if I make this much money at my job, then we can go on this vacation. Or if I, you know do X, Y, and Z with my horse, then I'll go to this barrel race or I'll go to this show. Or it's just like constantly putting on new expectations. Like if this, then this. And like, I just feel like that's just not a good way of living, but that's just how my brain works. 
And then I find myself making excuses all along the way. So it took me a while to kind of like come to that realization with myself, come to terms with the way, with the fact that that's the way that I am. That's the way that I'm wired. And so it just, I've been in a weird place mentally. I've been in a really weird place mentally. So what do I do whenever I am mentally in a weird place? Um, Call my dad, obviously. Um, Not just my dad, but like, I feel like I could call anyone in my family and they would be like, all right, let's talk through it. But what I do and what I'm notorious for doing is just letting things build and build and build and build and then offloading all at once. With Daniel, it's really different because, you know, Every single day we have conversations. We have conversations that we really want to have and conversations that we really don't want to have. But what I found myself doing this week, all week, every single day, I would have this conversation with him and I would tell him like, I'm feeling like this. And these are the stories as to why I'm feeling this way. And these are the explanations and blah, 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 blah. And like word vomit all over him. And then he's like, okay. And the point was what? (laughs) And I just... But I was just like rambling and my brain was just mush basically. And then I would have to like backtrack and then we would talk through each individual thing. So with Daniel, it's really different because every single day we get to have those conversations. I don't know. I don't have those conversations with my family members every single day. I feel like I let it build because one, my family is very busy. And not to say that they don't make time for me because they absolutely do. Anytime I pick up the phone and call, somebody answers. Anytime I show up at their house, I'm welcomed in the door with open arms. Like... It's not that, it's just that I know that my family members have lives. I know that they have their own set of troubles and I don't wanna like be that person that's just like, ew, today the issue was, you know, like I just let it build to the point where I'm like, all right, I really need help. So today I call my dad and I'm explaining to him everything that had kind of happened this week. And not that I really wanna go into like the nitty gritty of every single thing that happened, but like, an example of something that happened this week, and I don't even know if I really went into detail with my dad on this, but I rode Bacardi on Monday. And my friend Mackenzie, she came out here, she was filming. I knew that riding Bacardi probably wasn't the best idea to like that I had to, to do to ride in front of someone with a camera. Um, I don't even know if that made sense. I knew that riding Bacardi in front of someone with a camera was not the best idea that I had had. Okay. So Bacardi has had probably three, four months off. I think I've ridden her maybe once, twice, maybe in the past four months. So she's had a lot of time to herself. The reason for that is I'm lazy and I'll take full ownership of that. Um, I've really been focused on Loka. Daniel's really been focused on slick as y'all know, smarty broke her leg. So she was off. Um, we actually sent our Colts off to training, which is a whole nother topic. So I wasn't riding them. And, um, I really was just, I was focusing on, I was, I was doing what was easy, which was riding Loka. That was easy. Um, not to say that Bacardi is hard to ride if you're riding her every single week, but I wasn't. So I knew that getting back on her was going to be very hard. I got frustrated. She wasn't, bad by any means she just wasn't as great as she could could have been if I had been riding her you know five days a week for the past four months um but I was frustrated uh and I knew it wasn't a good idea to have done that but I just did it because I wanted to get pictures and videos on a different horse I felt like 
my social media content was just all around two horses and two people. And, you know, we have so many horses out here that we can show off to the public and post about. And these are horses that I should be raving about because they're amazing. But I knew it wasn't a good idea and I did it anyways. And it was just like, why did I do that? And then I'm sitting there and I'm complaining about how she's going around. And then I get in the house and I look at Daniel and I'm like, I'm so mad at myself because I shouldn't have rode her. Not today or not in front of a camera, not in front of another person. I should have just waited and I should have done my work on the back end and then showcased her and done her justice basically. And that's why I was frustrated because I knew that she was better than what I captured or not what I captured, but better than what Kenzie captured. And I just, I knew, I knew better than to do that. And then I start spiraling because I'm like, this is my fault. I haven't been riding her. Then I go back and listen to my podcast where I'm preaching. Like, if you haven't done anything with your horse, that's your own fault. Like, yes, you're right, Lexi. It is my own fault. (laughs) I should have been better for myself. I should have been better for her. And I should have been better for our program as a whole. And I wasn't. And I'm here to hold myself accountable for that. But personally, I was pissed at myself. So that happens. Then um, on top of that, I'm dealing with like, hearing bits and pieces about myself. I swear this year has been the year that I've learned more about myself from other people who have no idea who I am or what I'm about than I ever have in my entire life. And I've heard people say all the time, like, haters are going to come. Haters are going to hate, you know, like you, you hear it. You hear bits and pieces. You hear people talking about, you know, like, oh, you know, I've been dealing with that with social media for forever. I've been dealing with that with people that don't know me for forever. And you finally made it when you have a hater and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like this year, and even since Daniel and I started living out here and started our business and started showcasing our horses, I have dealt with more hate than I ever have in my entire life. And I know that I'm putting my life out there for people to hate on it. And that just comes with, you know, putting your life on the internet. I get that. But it is so mentally and emotionally degrading to hear things about yourself that aren't true. And you know they're not true, but they still have an effect on you, obviously. Um, You know, things like, I'm high maintenance, apparently. Or, you know, I'm riding around daddy's money all the time. Like, I literally, when I talked to my dad earlier, I told him about that. And he was like, wow, no wonder we're so poor. Like, because we're paying for all of your horses. Which, I mean, is obviously totally a joke. But just misconceptions that people have about me and Daniel and our situation and my dad worded it perfectly when it comes to the people that think that you know I'm riding around daddy's money I my parents uh, I've heard people say my parents own my place and you know I'm like yeah my parents they live out here (laughs) with us in this 900 square foot barn dominium um yeah right there next door to me (laughs) like um you can, you can look it up on the internet and see who owns my place. And it's definitely not my parents. We lease this place. We've been talking about that since we started, never said that I own this or my family own this or anything. Um, the horses that are out in the pasture, I don't even know if my parents would even know where to look to buy a horse. Um, so just, you know, all these things kind of adding up and, um, of course I just lost my train of thought. My dad, um, my dad said it perfectly though. He, he was talking about how, cause I, I told him, I was like, 
gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting really bad at storytelling now because I haven't podcasted in so long. And like I said, my brain is just spiraling all the time. But I told my dad, I said, I know that it's not just the people on the internet. I know that it's not just people that don't know me, but you know of me. Um, I know that there's probably people in my family and people that are friends with my family who see me post on social media or hear my parents talk about what I'm doing. And they think there's no way that a 25 year old girl and her boyfriend are doing this all by themselves. There's no way. There's no way they own all those horses. There's no way that they're breeding their own horses. There's no way that they're sending the horses to training. There's no way that they live out on 50 acres. There's no, there's just no way. Everything seems impossible because we're 25 and 26 years old. And he was like, that's what it is. It's that nobody thinks that a 25 and 26 year old that grew up where you guys grew up with the opportunities that you guys were given as kids can go out on your own at 25 and 26 and do this and be as successful as you are are at it without any help. So people have to make an excuse for you. Even if you've given them no reason to think that you weren't capable of doing this on your own, they're going to make that assumption. And that's just how it works. And so anyways, that's just two different examples of things that have kind of been going through my mind, you know, this week. But what my dad framed it up to me as is these are humbling days and we all go through them. And he said that God gives us humbling days because if we didn't have humbling days, then we wouldn't know, we wouldn't have any reason to be so grateful for the good days and the days that everything is going perfectly and the days that we're achieving things that we never even thought were possible. The good days were like, well, we're celebrating, you know, huge victories at work or huge victories in our personal life or whatever. Like if we didn't have humbling days then those good days would not be so highly celebrated and I was just like whoa (laughs) whoa 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 you're right that's why I call my dad (laughs) that is why I call my dad and if anybody needs my dad's number you can't have it because he's my dad but (laughs) he always knows exactly what to say and I'm so grateful for him and I'm also very grateful for Daniel obviously listening to me spiral I'm grateful for you guys for listening to me talk about how hard life can be but I guess the whole point of me even bringing any of this up is that I know that sometimes my life can get portrayed as picture picture perfect um especially like you know with all this new social media content that I've been posting it's like oh my gosh like life's so cool life's so easy blah blah blah. like you see a 30 second clip of videos that I've edited together that are to really intense cool music and you think oh my gosh she's living the dream But part of the reason why you haven't heard from me so long is because I'm only human and all of the things that I'm struggling with, I know that other people have similar struggles or maybe the same exact struggles or maybe struggles where you're like, eh, I don't have horses, can't really relate to that, but I can relate to what you're saying as in life gets hard. And so I just wanted to like be totally transparent with you guys and show you guys like where my head was at because the whole purpose of like, me putting my life out there is to show that I'm only human and that I do go through things and I do take things personally and I do struggle with things that I hear about myself or about my family or about my friends or whatever like I am just a person just like you guys and I think that sometimes that gets that gets lost in translation so anyways I wanted to hit you guys with some updates and get you guys caught back up on 
everything that's been going on. And if you have no interest in knowing <laughs> any updates about my life, you can skip through this part. Um, I'm going to try to keep it as brief as I can, but I've been gone for months, so maybe it's going to be a little bit longer than I anticipate. But um, I've noticed, like, listen, going back, like I said, and listening to old episodes that sometimes when I do these update videos, or videos, you can't see me, episodes, I sit there and I talk about, like, the high highs, like, the, the really, really good, good things or really, really cool things. I'm so excited about this. I'm so pumped about this. Woo! And sometimes I do fill you guys in on, like, the negatives, like, but I really focus on the mountains and I really neglect the valleys because, like I said, I feel like I was kind of guarded in, like, how I wanted to portray myself to everybody. And that is definitely something that I'm working on changing. I'm working on being more open and honest and transparent. But I'm, I'm working on it. Emphasis on the working on it part. So... Anyways, um, like I said, listen back to some old episodes, so I just wanted to, like, kind of fill you guys in on some updates. Um, Smarty, um, did break her leg back at the end of February. Um, freak accident, obviously. It was a kick in the gut. Um, it was really hard. I think it's probably a little bit harder on Daniel than it was on me, um, because Daniel is, like, really diehard over her. I've gotten to be that way, um, as of lately, but, you know, before I was kind of like, she was just another horse in my program. And it's funny because like, I feel like every day I have a new favorite <laughs> and he kind of stays pretty consistent on like who his favorite, his top two favorites are. So, um, I, it, it was a really big kick in the gut having her break her leg and it was a, it was a big setback and it was really it was, it was most challenging because there was a lot of unknowns affiliated with it. And I think in the last episode I talked about, you know, we didn't know how she was going to recover. Our goal was just to make sure that she was comfortable and whatever we had to do to make sure that that was happening, that's what we were going to do. So we did a lot of rehab. Um, she actually got released to start going under saddle again, like two or three weeks ago. And I had some things come up in life that kind of hindered me from doing that. And then we have so slowly started putting her back in the round pen and letting her, you know, kind of get comfortable with her body again, comfortable using that leg. And I know that my vet gave me the clearance to get on her, but I'm just not to that point yet. Um, I feel like I'm being a little bit reserved, but I think that it's justified because I want her to be strong and comfortable and confident in her body and in that leg before I add an extra hundred pounds to her back. So, um, I'm kind of holding off on that, but the great news is is she did get clearance to go back into work. She did get the green light on riding. So I'll keep you guys updated here and there on her. But it really, really makes me happy that, that she's getting back to normal. Um, and she's coming back stronger than she was before. I think I put together a TikTok video of her um, today, actually. And she just, she looks great. She, she looks great. And it's really exciting. Um, Bacardi... We thought she had an abscess, so we did give her some time off. Come to find out, it was a spider bite. So all I'm really going to say to you guys about that is check your blankets and your fly sheets for spiders before you put them on your horses. I don't know why that was never really like a thought in my mind. It was kind of like we put the blanket on and off every single day or the fly sheet on and off or, or whatever and didn't really think like a spider would make a home in there. <laughs> Call me crazy. I don't know. I, I'm naive. I don't know what it was, but didn't do that. I wasn't the best at doing that and she got bit by a spider and I guess spider bites end up being pretty gnarly. I did actually see another person on Instagram whose horse got bit by a spider and had like the same exact experience that we had, but, um, it was after the fact. And I was like, of course, like 
we if I would have seen her post about her horse's biter bite before Bacardi got this one I probably would have guessed it was a spider bite just based off of the similarities in the pictures and like the visual <laughs> experience I guess but um yeah so all I can really say about that is consult a vet and <laughs> um don't freak out and think that your horse has the worst thing possible going on with them and uh check your blankets and fly sheets for spiders that's we're gonna move on <laughs> anyways um breeding season it was a really tough year for us um it was either semen quality was not a1 um our mares were not doing their part the weather was funky um we didn't catch the right timing i mean there's like numerous things that i could go through and break it down individually for you guys all i can say is the vet bill was like a punch in the gut um we as of right now have kitty bread um she's bread time counting checks she was confirmed um actually i have the craziest story about that and i'm gonna share it with you guys i wasn't going to but i'm going to so um one thing that happened um this past month was my aunt passed away my dad's sister um i'm not gonna dwell on it because i'll probably start crying but i um my aunt had cancer and i had actually like in the weeks leading up to her passing i had several conversations with her like oh my vet was just out here we're trying to get our mares bred and like she didn't really understand the horse industry so like we would talk about it and it was like something that she was excited for me about and so that made it even more exciting for me because you know she was excited and so i was talking to her about it and i was like really needed to work this time and we had just bred kitty for the third time and i was on the phone with her right after and i was telling her about it and so um about a week later she passed and um i was driving with my mom and my brothers to new mexico for her funeral and i get a text from my vet and she's like, hey, uh, we just got done with surgery for the day. Can we come out and check your mares? Or mare, because Kitty was the only one that was ready to be checked at the time. And I was like, yeah, uh, I'm actually not home. I'm out of town. But Daniel can be home at this time um, if that works for you. And she was like, actually, you know what? It's no big deal. We will just, um, you know, go out there. We can catch her. We know where she's at. We know what she looks like. We've been working with her for a long time. I'll send you a video and keep you updated and we'll just kind of go from there and i was like okay actually you know what she was checking both mares she was checking both so when i had looked at my phone when she had texted me to let me know that she was going to come out it was 1 11 in the afternoon i don't know if you guys have listening listened to me talk on other episodes um or like see me post about this on social media but like ever since hannah beth started talking about 11s I have been seeing them everywhere. Uh, another crazy story that I could tell you just like really quickly that has to do with that and like really solidified the 11 deal for me was I was driving to my job interview for the job that I was getting, like the job that I have now. I was driving to my final in-person interview. I get in my car, turn it on, start driving down the road, look at my mileage on my car and it had just hit 111 like 111,111 miles. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Daniel and I said, I'm going to get this job today. And lo and behold, I got the job offer that night. So 
I immediately text Daniel. I'm like, hey, Bree's coming out. Or I think I called him. I was like, hey, Bree's coming out. She's She said her and her text can do it on their own. You don't need to be there. She's going to send me videos. And he was like, well, I hope she's bred. And I said, she's bred because I got the text at 111. And I just knew that my Aunt B is the reason why that mare was bred. Because I had just talked to her about how important this baby was to us. And I am a firm believer, and I will say this until I die that she is she that was her first miracle that she worked when she got to heaven is she made sure that we got this baby and it's crazy talking about it and like saying it out loud but like is miracle <laughs> so very long-winded story but thank you aunt b she gave us this baby hopefully this pregnancy lasts and this baby makes a term and we get a really healthy full but and I don't even care what it is. I don't care what color it is. I don't care if it's a colt or a filly. I'm just so excited. This is the first baby ever that is gonna come out of HD Ranch. And uh, it's the first one that like we've bred, Daniel and I have bred, and I'm so excited. I am so beyond excited. But I just know that she like played a part in that. So yeah, really cool, really cool. I think I've told like one person that story, but I just knew, I knew it. So anyways, Barbie, on the other hand, when she got checked and I kind of had figured that she wasn't bred because of her behavior, like after we bred her, um, the second time, cause this was, yeah, we had bred her for the second time. And when she was checking Kitty that day, I knew, I just had a feeling that she wasn't bred just from her behavior. And sure enough, she wasn't. So we rebred her and I think she's due to be checked on Friday. So tomorrow. So I'll keep you guys posted on that, but um, breeding season actually ends tomorrow. So if she didn't get bred, then that's okay. We'll try again next year, but we got one mayor bred so far. She's on Regimate, <laughs> um, so hopefully she stays bred. That would be very nice. Um, anyways, so that's kind of like the updates on that. And then I kind of mentioned this earlier, but we did actually end up sending Mega and Fergie off to training. Um, the reason why we did that is because I got this new job and as I said, like figuring out that work personal life balance has been really difficult. I didn't want my horses to continue to sit on the back burner. So the ones that I knew I could send off, uh, we went ahead and sent off. Um, the horse market is kind of in a weird place right now. So that's part of the reason why we haven't sent DJ off yet. I don't know, um, where the market is kind of sitting. Unfortunately, she is running bread she's very phenomenally running bred and she has track earners all up and down her pedigree like if you go and look every single horse on her pedigree um aside from like maybe two have one money on the track and like not like two thousand dollars like fifty thousand plus so um she's stacked with money earners but her sire is not paid into any incentives and i feel like that's kind of what's hindering her from selling quicker in the barrel and rope horse market um so we've kind of been holding off on sending her to training i still think that she's one that daniel and i can start on our own we just haven't gotten to that point yet again work-life balance trying to figure it out but um yeah so mega and fergie are at the trainer right now they've been there for two months now um and fergie is doing really really well i posted i actually posted tiktoks of both of them um they told me almost immediately that they were both really nice horses, which I was really excited about because I was like, be brutally honest with me. If they're junk, just tell me and we'll sell them. 
Um, they told me that they're both really, really nice horses. Fergie is, like, very consistent. Um, she's going to go into the pen and be perfect, like, textbook perfect every single time. Um, but she's not, like, the fastest. She's not the cowiest. She's not the cattiest. She's not the grittiest. Like, but she's textbook perfect. Mega, on the other hand, they've been telling me literally since I started riding her that she's an open caliber prospect. I'm honest enough with myself to know that I'm not an open caliber rider, especially in the cutting pen. And um, so right now we're advertising her for sale um, with the amount of rides that she has on her. We'll continue to probably keep her um, in training until we can get her sold. Um, but I just, I really want her to go to a performance home, someone that's actually going to spend the time, whether they're a trainer or they have a trainer that they work with, that's going to try to get this filly to the fraternity because I think she's amazing. I think within the first two weeks of them being ridden around, they were both working the flag. So they're already both on the flag. Um, Fergie's going more the cow horse route, um, just based off of like her pedigree and what we've seen from her so far. Um, Mega is going to be a straight cutter, I think. So I'm really excited about both of them, but I'm just, like I said, I'm very honest with myself. Um, I'm not that caliber of rider. Not yet anyways, maybe one day. Um, but I really want to go see her do really big things. So if anybody knows anyone that's interested or looking or whatever, hit me up. But um, a little shameless plug there. But anyways, so that's what's been going on with the horses. Um, aside from that, everything else has been pretty good, I guess. Um, I got to spend some time with family while I was in New Mexico a couple weeks ago. That was great. Um, my mom is off for the summer because she's PE coach. So um, gotten to spend more days with her than I typically would during like a normal week and gotten to hang out and, you know, just kind of like enjoy summertime, quote unquote. Um, my brothers, both my brothers are home from college. So that's been really fun. Um, and yeah, just trying to survive the Texas heat, the heat index, um, spending as much time as possible with friends. I definitely have neglected my friendships over the past couple of months. So, um, try to be better. I would say even like the past couple of years, to be honest. So try to be better about making time for friends, making plans, not waiting until the last minute. I'm still a very last minute person, but I find that if my extroverted self makes plans like two weeks in advance, then when that two weeks rolls around, my introverted self is like, eh, I don't really want to go, <laughs> but I made the plan. So I have to go. And then I'm like cursing my extroverted self for making plans for my introverted self. So I don't make like plans months in advance, unless it's like a wedding or a party, a birthday, you know, those I'm cool with. Cause I can plan accordingly, but like I'm more spur of the moment. Like, let me text you at eight o'clock in the morning and see what you're doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, uh, I don't really have a lot for you guys. I'm hoping that, um, I can start to be more consistent now. I, now that I got this episode out of the way, I feel like I'm more comfortable talking about more personal things. So maybe I won't be so apt to like put things off just cause I'm having an off week or just cause like I'm in a weird headspace. Cause I know that everybody has those weeks and days. So I'm going to do my best to be better about those things. Um, I will say with work, I am going to be traveling a bunch. Um, basically the whole month of July, I will be at the NCHA summer spectacular in August. I will be in Vegas for the run for a million. Um, and then I will be at the Tulsa Raining classic in Tulsa, um, at the end of August. And then September I'll be at the breeders challenge. Um, 
and then October I think is like pretty slow I don't know off the top of my head I'll have to look at my calendar and then November I'll be at both the uh cutting horse fraternity and the reigning horse fraternity and I know I missed the snaffle bit in Hackamore Classic for the NRH NRCHA somewhere in there uh it's it's coming soon coming soon I'll be at the western bloodstock sales um I'll be kind of everywhere so if you guys are loading up to go to any of those things and you want to hang out please let me know I'm always wanting to meet new people see familiar faces you know all the things so it's going to be a pretty busy time of year but what I'm hoping to get out of this is more opportunities to talk about things that I wouldn't typically talk about you know talking about horse shows talking about um talking with different trainers maybe getting some trainers on the podcast um I know that there is a very special what are they they're not a couple because they're not together but there's a very special team we'll say of girls that I'm gonna hopefully meet up with in um Vegas while I'm there for the run for a million so if all all goes according to plan they will be on the podcast um and then there's there's so many people that I want to bring on this podcast to just tell their story so hoping that I can kind of go that direction while still doing a couple of like solo episodes having Daniel on um I would love to have my family on just so that they can talk to you guys a little bit more about their roles and uh Dottie's money (laughs) so Anyways, there's a lot that I want to do, um, but I think I'm going to try my best to kind of acclimate this podcast more towards my lifestyle and kind of where I'm at now. So that means podcasting on the road, then that means podcasting on the road. So I hope that this episode was a good start back. Hopefully I didn't kill anyone's vibe. Um, Hopefully I can start to be more myself on these episodes and hopefully you guys will continue to listen to me even if I'm not ranting and raving and um, being so opinionated all the time. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Talk to you guys soon.